Hey everyone, and welcome back to another week with the HLP. For announcements this week, we are going to be doing Zone of Truth 100 live on Twitch on 12-3, December 3rd, where Griffin will be giving an HLP network update, including all of our plans for 2023 and what we're doing after Carrying Crown. It is going to be a very exciting event, and so with that, I will welcome you into episode 223, Wailing Vessel. Do you like liquor and things that go boom? Then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 223. It's too much to say 223, I think. I don't, I don't know if it's actually more. That's the problem with these high episodes. This high episode is just 223. I think we should have just... Flip back. We should have just flipped back I mean, to one. For once, I'm on Haley's at two hundred one. Show's too mean? long. <laughs> just revert back to the every one hundred. Like you only go up to ninety nine, and then you're every on time. one point one. <laughs> you're on one point one to or one point two. Mm. Introduce the Dewey Decimal System. So Ooh. this would be one point two point two three or one point two. No, this would be what? this would be uh, this would be twenty three point two. Or 23.3, because it's the, you know, the first time essentially mm. is the one. And then the second time you go through all of them, you do like 1.2, 2.2, 3.2. Th- you know, now we're going through it again. So it's 1.3, 2.3, 3.3. Man, that is so much simpler. That's what I thought. That's <laughs> what I thought. It was like, and, and, you know, if we put those in our episode titles, it'd be so much easier to track. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. No. Way easier. Well, I, I'm actually going to describe what I'm drinking because I have the Patreon beverage, uh, mainly because it's got ice cream in it. So it's like, we took a little while to set up. This is, <laughs> I don't want this to like cease being cold. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so I had a drink from Ellie. I believe it was just called chocolate. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, what kind of creativity is that? Mm. Um, Descriptive. The The original drink was chocolate ice cream. Um, vanilla liqueur and vodka i didn't have vanilla liqueur and because this is basically just like put a flavor and alcohol in chocolate ice cream anyway i went for the chocolate ice cream that ellie sent ellie sent us and um and just a bunch of screwball so it's peanut butter chocolate instead of vanilla chocolate it's actually really good i know i usually give people shit for the replacements but i mean this seems like same same principle. I, yeah, it's just like it's it's chocolate ice cream with a liquor that tastes like something that would mix with chocolate ice cream. Yeah, so. I feel like you didn't replace the big thing, which was you didn't go like a different type of ice cream. <laughs> so I didn't put ice cream in it. It's just <laughs> vodka. I mean, that explains why so many people talk about how they accidentally flip flop and make like a vanilla extract and jelly sandwich. Like it goes the other way, yeah, too. It's <laughs> my vanilla liqueur and jelly sandwich. Delicious. Any well, sock, uh, any sock would work. 
Steve, you got anything good over there? Yeah, you know, sometimes people accuse me of getting uh, too deep into the regional Chicago bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so today I'm drinking a Pollyanna Brewing Company 1899 Blonde Ale. And on the can is this old timey looking truck for Jewel Tea Company Incorporated. And on the side of the can, it says this beer is a tribute to Mr. Jewel Osco, Doug Kaigen. No way. Yes way. So it's a beer that's inexplicably uh, so Chicago devoted to a man who founded a grocery store that's regional to Chicago. All right. I don't know why, but that's so Chicago. I mean, is it good? I haven't tried it yet. I'm about to, though. Usually didn't shop at a Jewel Osco. My family's more of a fresh line foods grocery store name dropping that one specific grocery store that closed 10 years ago. <laughs> hey, you got some Chicago diehards in the, mm. in the listener base. I'm sure they'll, they'll get a kick out of that. That's pretty dope. I like it. It's dope. Is it dope on a scale of I'm biasing myself because this is from Chicago mm-hmm. to 10. Where are you on that scale? Yeah, I would say like a on two? a scale of 103rd and Western to 26th and Ashland, this is like a 55th and Francisco. Well, somebody can decipher that. that yeah, somebody can decipher that. Um, but the Bears still suck. What else yeah, is still bad they, about Yeah, they're real bad. <laughs> so, you know, the references are about all you got if you're from Chicago at this mm-hmm. point. Then our multiple Stanley Cup championships. <laughs> it's from a different time, though. From a Brooks, very what, do you, what do you time, think of that? What do you, what do you... <laughs> I have a press lime lemongrass varietal today. All right. Emily, anything good? I am very excited about my drink. I found Uh-oh. a fun soda at the grocery store. <laughs> it is Warhead Sour Blue Raspberry Soda, and I mixed it with some pineapple rum. I'm really hoping it doesn't taste like vomit. Yeah, we have a pretty uh, pretty spotty pass with Warheads flavored drinks. Ooh, it's actually good. It's just kind of uh, vaguely sweet and sour uh, and nice. a little pineapple-y. You they know, did we it right given, in the soda. We were given something out this past Halloween that I had, I had not seen, but it came with the big, the big bars in the like Costco pack. And it was a... It was like a Warhead's Chews, and they were like square-shaped. Hmm. I tried a bag of them because I was just curious. They, they, The closest thing I could attribute them to is like gumdrops. They tasted like gumdrops, and by that I mean they were about that sour. Yeah. They're really, really toning it down for the kids these days. <laughs> <laughs> Not making you actively cry with them. Yeah. yeah, I mean that was the whole that was the whole thing about warheads before. You know, when we were kids, it was like if you have the black cherry one, just prepare to have a raw circle on your tongue or inner cheek for the rest of the day. I like could not eat them. I couldn't I felt either. Like there, were, there were like some flavors that were worse than others too. Like yeah. I remember the black cherry was really rough. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't remember all the specifics, but some I remember ones, yeah, there was a couple that were just like brutal. Some of the ones that were an already sour flavor, I think, were pretty bad too. Like in terms of sourness, like I think the the lemon one was kind of rough. But I remember, I remember the black cherry one because it was like the black wrapper. Mm-hmm. It was that I think that was supposed to be like the worst one sour wise, um, which you wouldn't think is black cherry. 
Haley, you got a... I have a drink. You got a drink? What? Yeah, the drinks that I was very concerned about were no longer being sold. They are being sold. And I picked up more. So I have <laughs> another two chicks uh, vodka, elderflower, and pear cocktail. All right. Well, I have a sidecar. I don't know if I should be drinking it because I donated blood today. Um, <laughs> probably not. Definitely only, not. Only a couple hours ago. You know, I, had a, I, had a, I had an interesting experience donating blood where they told me it was going to take 10 minutes. And they hooked me up, and uh, and my machine started beeping two minutes in, and and they you know they had, they had kind of told me like okay, um, you know grab like they give you a little thing to like squeeze. You're supposed to squeeze it to expose your vein, but then you're supposed to like keep squeezing it during the thing. And they said like squeeze it every five to ten seconds. I'm just kind of rapid firing this thing while I'm sitting there. <laughs> and, and my machine starts beeping, and immediately the nurse that had stuck me comes over thinking the machine is like broken or like something's wrong with the machine. She's like, Oh no, what are we going to have to do? My bag was full in two minutes. <laughs> so is that like a, you've got incredibly high blood pressure thing? I don't think so. They took my blood pressure and I was fine. Okay. Where did they take <laughs> your blood from? Like your, it, it like was just, your, it was just your like, aorta or something. I, don't, I think, I think it might've just been the fact <laughs> the that jugular? I kept squeezing the thing. <laughs> I, it might have just been the fact that I kept squeezing the thing and they were like, and, and you're maybe not supposed to do that hmm. so that it draws at a slower rate. Huh. <laughs> but I was like, I thought this was supposed to take 10 minutes. I was in the chair for like f- maybe 10 total because they had to, you know, they, they stick you and then they had to, you know, take all the tape and shit off. Uh, and, like the whole experience was like, because tw- I felt fine after too. Because they take the same amount of mm-hmm. they they take the same amount of blood from from like someone my size as they do from like a hundred thirty pound girl. So like proportionately, it's it's not as bad. That's why it's like that's why you got to have like enough iron and everything. Okay, so yeah, so I, I I recommend any of our listeners that uh, you know can donate blood. You should donate blood. It takes if you squeeze the thing a bunch of times, it takes like no time. <laughs> Just beat my record. Go beat my record. (laughs) I don't know that we should be doing that call to arms. Bet you can't. Bet you can't beat my record. If I I was playing that Redshift Rally, uh, you know, I'm I'm playing it on STF and Friends, but if if that was a race to donate blood instead of a race around the galaxy, I'd have already won it. Yeah. (laughs) Taking all comers. Taking all comers. Be be clear to near space and back. I don't need the drift, baby. I don't need the drift. I'm fast as fuck. <laughs> well, we don't have to roll off. So when last we left our heroes, they decided one more witch gate can't be that bad. And so after defeating the um, the remnants of the caravan and a dread white and a night hag and some witch fires, they went through another witch gate and found themselves right through the front entrance of Ren Church, the place where they're heading. So they, they found their destination um, maybe a little quicker than they wanted to. Look, everyone makes mistakes sometimes. Everybody has those days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so like with the smell of decay and cookies in the air that's where we find the party oh boy and as you kind of stare through this 
onto onto the grounds of this monastery, you do start to see movement, kind of in the fringes, maybe from be from the other side of the cathedral. And then you see them. You see shapes, creatures heading your direction, um, sensing the life essence that you're giving off. But then, all of a sudden, the creatures there seem to turn their attention to the sky. And, and when you follow, you see the clouds are roiling above Renchurch. That same sickly green that you'd seen in the barrow, that poltergeist storm, the faces in the clouds. But you see something else. Intermittently, a shape, a shadow, approaches the base of the clouds and then disappears and then approaches again. And eventually you see what is unmistakable, the bottom of a ship. (laughs) And this is what these undead creatures appear to be fixated on as well. The storm roils around this flying ship as it approaches Renchurch from the south. And you can see and hear the flashes of magic, the sound of combat on the ship. Oh. As we switch perspective to the Nigul. Ha. <laughs> and I need you guys to check this map out. Oh, it's gorgeous. Whoa. What? Oh, okay. That is really cool. Yeah. And so. There's little starfish on the way. All the way down to like the ropes on the cannons, skulls on the hatches or whatever. Oh, and the mermaid at the front of the ship with the swords. It's it's really cool. It's like a cleaned up version of, um, dang, what's Davy Jones' ship in Parts of the um, Isn't it just the Dutchman? The Flying Dutchman. Yeah, isn't the ship yeah it's the like Dutchman? it's got like that type of like underwater crustacean e like sails and the the prow of the ship and the sides of it look like they've got cool stuff on them but it's it's clean on the inside like it looks like someone took care of it it's really cool well that's an apt observation because yeah. that's exactly what the nigel is right yeah. that's like you remember mm-hmm. the nigel could go underwater and rise and that's how it got into and out of ragsmouth's reach and with this latest artifact is equipped to it it is now truly a flying dutchman ship <laughs> in the sense that it can fly in the air Ikmer, Lyra, Durin and Tulia you look ahead of you and you see this church destroyed and, and it just has these malevolent forces around it you can see spirits in the clouds swirling around you and from behind the wheel of the ship, Rags Mauda shouts out, The spirits are closing in! And she, like, turns the wheel sharply to port, and you just, this, this, the clouds around you turn this sickly green, faces in the clouds yawning at you, the lightning strikes too close, and the sails are just whipping from this crazed wind as you make your approach towards Renchurch. I need everyone to make me 
a will save as you are stuck in the center of this poltergeist storm. Durin, a military man, shouts to the rest of the crew, To arms, men, to arms! The dead lie before us! Is this an enchantment effect? It is not. Then that's a 19. Okay. 23. Oh, also a 19. Is it mind affecting? It is mind affecting. Um, then I have a 33. Okay. That was a, a natural 19, so it's not like I just have a good will save. <laughs> just to be clear. <laughs> Durin and Lyra, you are panicked for one round as oh no. this storm roils around you. And I need everyone to roll for initiative as one of the faces becomes all too close. And you see in front of you a screaming spectral woman, her hair whipping around her, but not in the same direction as the wind, her clothes in tatters. She appears just off of the port side of the ship, right by you. Would you like our initiative values? Yes, I would. Julia got an eight. Oof. Ikmer is at a 12. Oh, Lyra also got a 12. Mm, I bet your mod is higher. Plus six? Mm, yes, that is higher than my four. Ah. How about Durin? Even with panicked, I got you all stomped with my 13. I got a plus six to initiative, by the way. I'll just roll trash. This is no bueno. This is the most appalling level 13 set of initiatives. I have good initiative, but like when you panic, it doesn't help. 13, 12, 12, and eight. No one broke 15. Have <sighs> I I don't have a, a great excuse for this right now. <laughs> I hope this is not the way combat will go. Because the ship is moving around, this creature phases through the railing to stand on the ship as a five foot float. And then she opens her mouth and lets out a whale. Is her titty out? Her titty is out. You want to see that art? Yeah. Yeah, I actually do. No, her titty's definitely out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. I mean, it is. It's it's rotten, but it's out. What can you do? All right. So she screams at us. I'll blame the wardrobe. If you are panicked, you take a minus four to this roll. Oh, jeez. Well... Here comes my permadeath. Yeah. What is this roll? It's a will save. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, folks. Does that stack with the panicked? Well, cause Does my- panicked also affect your will save? Yeah, I think it also affects my will save. It does, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this ability is... Let me just make sure. Creatures on the, under the effects of a fear effect take a minus four penalty on this save. Okay. Thank goodness, it's... Not the player under a fear of fact. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty afraid. Well, that's why I said, thank goodness. I oh, am. Yeah. All right. I got a 24 will save unless it's enchantment or mind affecting. Okay. 19. 10 adjusted. Oof. 15 with the adjustment. Well, if it makes either of you feel better, that adjustment didn't matter. Ah. Yeah, no. Um, so here's what happened. 
the Banshee wails. Everyone except Tulia takes 140 points of damage. <laughs> With Durin's false life that he puts on every day, which I talked about before the session started, he is at negative 12 with a con of 14. Oh, boy. Yikes. Hey, is Lyra dead? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's she's dying. Oh. You said 140? Yes, 140. And there's no, like, asterisks, like, can't take in below? No, no, no. It's, it's a whale of the Banshee. Mm-hmm. Just checking. What's the damage type there? Is, this, is that just flat damage? It is. I feel like it, it is, is untyped damage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was just trying to look to see if I could have anything to help. I'm not permanently dead, but oof. How dead are you? Minus seven. Oh, you're better off than, than Durin. Oh yeah, I'd be permanently dead if I didn't have false. Luckily, you don't have to worry about running away. Yeah. That is the Banshee's turn. Durin, you were just taking negative. I believe you have an app for that. So when Durin drops, you see him collapse down on himself. I think it's timely to remember that I cast this character as Diego Luna. Very popular right now with the uh, critical success of the Andor TV show. Um, And he is a drow. So he falls and then his wounds start closing up. He's not close to healed and conscious, but he's starting to regain a little bit of vitality and is no longer in uh, a dangerous spot of dying. And that's all I can do. That's that's just his turn. Okay. Next in the order is Lyra. Lyra, you need to make a con save unless you have some weird ability like Durin does. Uh, unfortunately, all of my stuff that could have helped me, I would have needed to have acted. So I could use like an immediate action or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I didn't have any, any performances going or anything. So I am out of luck. Okay. I gotcha. I was just looking to see if I maybe had a I gotcha. Lyra Harrow card because I rolled a one. Oof. So you're just at negative eight. Ikmer, you're up. Well, he probably would, would first clutch his ears after taking 140 points of damage, but, but he is still standing his first thought is to his uh, comrades, noticing Durin, Durin's wounds close slowly, but close nonetheless. And Lyra to his left, uh, lying motionless. He fumbles around his, his belt pouch and finds a cure moderate wounds, pulls it out, and uh, takes... Lyra's head head back to uh, to receive the potion and says I, I can't have you dying again not this not yet at least you've got more fight in you I know it and that is well since I rolled 2d8 uh, 15 from that and so then uh, because it's a potion it's another what plus Three for the caster level? Yeah, yeah. So that is 18 points of healing towards you. And that is his entire turn. Draw, administer, yes. Okay. Tulia, 
You're the only one unaffected by this whale of the banshee. Yep. Wow. Luckily, because I think you would have been the one that would perma-die. Maybe not. Durin's got just a smidge less health than you. I have just a smidge more with false life, but if I didn't have that, I would perma-die for sure. It was 140? Mm-hmm. I would have perma-died, yeah, because I, oh. I only have 121 health and then 17 con. Yep. So, yeah. That's a little bit bad. All right. Uh, can I roll a knowledge check? Yes, this would be religion. Okay. 31. 31. Gets you two questions. I forgot that I don't do this normally. What <laughs> questions would you guys want, Steve? 100% special defenses. Let's go. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so you know, you know this is a banshee. Yep. But this one looks particularly like attuned to the negative energy plane. Maybe it's because of their proximity to this place. The creature has DR. It has energy resistance to positive energy. It's immune to ability drain, bleed, critical hits, death effects, disease, energy drain, exhausted, fatigue, mind affecting, non-lethal paralysis, physical ability damage, poison, precision damage, sleep, and stunning it is incorporeal. And I think this is technically, these are technically defensive abilities. It has an ability called obscuring energy, which gives it concealment because of the negative energy whirling around it. That concealment increases to a 50% chance if the creature does not move. It has moved, uh, but if it just stands still, that concealment gets worse. Gotcha. And then it's got mobility for the case of attack of opportunity. Fun. Okay. Did you guys want to know the, the DR? Yeah. That's a classic, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is DR5 slash good, and it, again, has no other energy resistances aside from the fact that it's incorporeal, so. Okay. It's incorporeal. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you would know about that is that force effects do full damage. So something like a magic missile or that kind of thing would do full damage. As long as it does force damage, it's all good. I thought about retraining a discovery to get force bomb. I should have done it. But then again, I wouldn't have gotten the thing that just saved my life probably. Yeah. So that's your trade-off. Force damage would be helpful. I do have magic missiles. I wish I had more than that though, because magic missiles aren't super high. Yeah, but they scale, you know. Yeah, it's 5d4 plus 1. It's just not it's just not a ton. Would I know? Hmm. I'm always just bad at this. So, HD is hit die. <laughs> so, if I could do something to up to 26 hit die, it obviously would encompass this, right? Well, level 20 creature would normally have or level 20 PC would normally have 20 hit die. Okay, thank you. I, I like I'm bad at that stuff, so thanks. All right, I'll save that maybe for later. For now, I am going to use a magic missile. Okay. All right, so five missiles coming at her. And rem- just remember, because you're the main spellcaster, when you cast a spell at her, it's not 50% damage, it's a 50% chance to affect her. Versus when you attack her, if you hit her, you do half damage. Mm -hmm. Unless you have a ghost touch weapon. Oops. So that's only 15 damage. Okay, it all cuts through. 
and... Did you ask a second question? Yeah, the DR. Well, you're so used to, what, 50 plus on the uh, knowledge <laughs> I'm so used to, I'll tell you the whole sheet, yeah. You're right. And, and plus the special, the, defen- the special defenses was like two fucking paragraphs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So with my second action, I'm going to move 20 feet away because clumps are bad. Yeah. There's that. Okay. I'm done. Yeah, get out of the pile of bodies. That's us. <laughs> right? You see for a moment, um, Tulia, now that you've kind of passed the the mass, you see Rags Mauda. Uh, <laughs> two little balls of flame appear in her hands, and you you know you're you're a wizard. You know this is fireball, and she <laughs> throws them right at you. Uh, wait. <laughs> It like sails 10 feet past your head and then you just notice it. This is a lopsided fireball. Usually it's like a little bead. This one looks, these two look like eggs. Um. And if you watch them pass over you. Are these the cone ones? They hit the ground and it almost appears like a phoenix bursts from the explosion. You never did ask what kind of spellcaster Regsmauda was, but this will likely give it away. She cast two fireballs on the group. Um, no, no. <laughs> I still uh, need more information. <laughs> yeah, is the is the type of caster a uh, backstabber? <laughs> <laughs> Unless this is that magical one, um, Tulia could have taken this where. You cast essentially a fireball-esque thing on you, but then everybody you get casted on is suddenly immune to all fire. I hope it's That's that. pretty good. The two... Great if you're facing fire. Fire... Fireballs burst, and you cringe as instead of flame and just this pleasant heat washes over you and the rest of the group. As a phoenix bloodline sorcerer, Ragsmauda can turn any of her fire spells into healing spells for the living. Let's fucking go! And so she pulses 65 points of healing into the group. Hell yeah. Even in undeath and even as an arcane caster, she's got a plan. Well, ain't you just so sweet that we, we needed that? Hmm... Tulia dealt damage to the Banshee, so it, it moves towards her. Unnecessary. And is going to make a touch attack. Whew. Good thing she doesn't have improved critical. It is in the 40s. You had to beat a 15, Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> she deals 53 points of negative energy damage and you take one negative level. What's going on though? She reaches out and touches you. Okay. With her incorporeal touch and you just feel like, you know, your your skin like wither from the touch. You said 50? 53 and one negative level. Okay. And actually hold on, because I believe you get a, you get a uh, save against that damage. So go ahead and make me a, um, I think it's fortitude here. You'll still take the negative level, but. um, Okay, 22. 22 just misses it. So you still take the full 53. 
Durin, you're conscious. I don't think that kicks your fast healing off, though, right? It, it keeps going. I can choose to use it at this point. It only is automatic if uh, if, if I'm unconscious. Is it a round-by-round round thing that you choose yes, whether it's it, on or off? And what's nice is it's a free action. So he's going to continue that for now as a free action because Lord knows I need it. And he gasps back to life with this explosion of positive healing around him. He has served in the last wall military for about a hundred years. And he has been in situations where he has gasped back to life on a war-torn battlefield a bunch of times. So he immediately springs back up. He doesn't waste any time contemplating death or how close he got. This is just muscle memory to him. So he pops up. Unfortunately, because of the panic and the death experience. You're no longer panicked. It was one round. Right. That's what I'm saying. Because of that and the death experience, he had dropped his bow. So I can't use that against this creature that has concealment anymore. But I just got to start trying to put DPS on this girl. So he is going to pull off this like clay pot that's on one of his bandoliers, drop some holy water into it and throw. This is a holy bomb, which I know she has resistance to positive energy, but this is just flat, good, divine damage. This is not positive energy. He's going to throw it at her. He also has the precise bomber stuff where he can ignore certain squares of splash, so Tulia doesn't have to worry about this. I don't think the splash would hurt Tulia, right? Uh, I mean, it's a five-foot splash around the creature. Yeah, but it's good damage. Well, I I thought she was an evil creature. (laughs) No, I'm just fucking around. I mean, if she was neutral, she might take a little bit, but I don't know. No, I think think only undead creatures can be damaged by holy water. Well, that was flavor. It's just good divine. It's a holy bomb. It's not holy water. I'm making this too complicated. He throws a bomb. This is going to be 26 against her touch. 26 does not hit her touch. Damn. Okay, well, then we do need to talk about splash damage. Okay. So she has to roll a reflex save. Okay, that is a 30. All right, that is successful. So that is half of the splash. The splash is 14 points of damage, so that is seven damage. Good. Okay. And then he is going to take a five-foot step to the side to continue to break up the cluster of bodies. Sounds good. Lyra, you're on the ground. She's thankfully received some positive energy, but the first one to heal her was Ikmer, so she smiles up kind of weakly up at him from the ground. Thank you, my friend. And she starts singing. So one cool thing that you notice that's a little different from when Lyra has sung before is your weapons start to vibrate as I picked up discordant voice. Nice. So that's going to, as long as you're within 30 feet, you'll deal an extra 1d6 of sonic damage with successful weapon attacks. And ranged weapons, it's only if you hit the target within 30 feet of me. Okay. And the uh, bardic performance is plus three for Inspire Courage. All right. So you sang. And that is her move equivalent action. And then she's going to look over to our incorporeal enemy and cast Ghost Bane Dirge. So 
Does she have spell resistance? Does she have spell resistance? Absolutely not. Sweet. So I need a will save. All right. If this fails, that's so huge. You're hoping for ones here. Oh, no. Oh, I don't know. That might uh, That's a low spell for you. 20. <gasps> that fails. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 20 with a nat three. Dang. Oh, we got lucky. We got so lucky. All right. Uh, well, that's her whole turn. Okay, so... Um, just know that that allows her to take precision damage now and be crit by any of you. So she she can be crit now because she's not uh, incorporeal. Your spells won't take the 50% uh, miss chance. She still does have that concealment, so we'll have to take that into account. Oh, and speaking of concealment, because Lyra did not move, she's now shrouded in mist and is also concealed. Hmm. Hmm. Steamy. I see two can play at this game. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tigber's turn. And with that, he is going to walk up, uh, be adjacent to Tulia and the Banshee. Uh, say to Tulia, uh, if you stay next to me, I'll be sure to soak up any hits if I can. I'll protect you. And then uh, just attack this foul, foul creature. Foul beastie. 37. 37 hits the creature. Let's go. Okay. Remember your D6 is Sonic. I, I do remember. That was so close to a crit, too. Ah. Uh, it was so close. Don't you have, like, a special good weapon or something, too? He does have a holy gear? weapon. So. I do. I do. Hell yeah. It's going to bypass the DR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is 41 points of damage. Looks like it all cuts through. Yay. And Ickmer's not phased at all by the fact that her single titty is out. <laughs> um, he can't stop staring, but... Uh, <laughs> but it guides his blade true. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you've heard of a heart-seeking weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, young lady, I think you're having a wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> <laughs> young lady, says the teen. <laughs> okay. Tulia, you're up now. I would like expen- to expend one point for my arcane reservoir. Okay. To increase my DCs by two. All right. I am going to take a, f- a-, a five-foot step back. I will unhinge my jaw. Oh, okay. And vomit a 60-foot line of acid as I become a little bit like a black dragon. So Fun. I need a <laughs> reflex, reflex save. save. <laughs> All right, that's a 26. That succeeds, barely, but you are going to be With taking five of damage. The die. Yeah, I was going to say, you only exceeded, like, succeeded by one. I know, I, I, I rolled a five. Jeez. She's strong in the saves. Yeah, I think you But weak in the rolls, apparently. Yeah. Oh, Which I'm not complaining about. Oh, we really need it. Be fair. <laughs> yes. All right, you will take 22 points of acid damage. I already did cut it in half. Okay. 
And then as a swift action, I am going to scoop up some of her life essence that just left with my gloves of stolen on life. And I will gain 10 plus the hit die of the affected on dead. Maximum of 10 uh, temporary hit points. Okay. So I'm assuming that's 20. Okay. Mm -hmm. I needed that. Considering she could take me down to half in one hit. Yeah. Uh, Regsmata has to spend the round riding the ship after she... Uh Akimbo fireballed. It is the Banshee's turn. Um, didn't like that hit from Ikmer. So we're going to toss a little incorporeal touch at him. I guess touch now in this sense. That is a 39 against touch. Mm, let me check my sheet. Uh, that does beat 18. <laughs> All right. That is 47 points of damage, and you take one negative level. And then she's going to um, five-foot fly back to the banister. It's Durin's turn. Okay. Durin is going to try and keep the pressure up here. She is still within 20 feet of Durin. He sees these wild hits that are going on and he is just going to throw two more holy bombs at this creature. Alright, first one. This is uh, right going to be 26 against touch. That doesn't hit. Okay. Uh, reflex save for splash. Ugh, terrible. 23. Meets. Beats. Seven points of holy damage. And then just going to throw another one, I guess. Okay. 27 against touch. Nope. Jeez, she got some touch AC. Okay, uh, same thing. Reflex save. You know how them incorporeal creatures are. Their touch is the same as their regular. Ah, uh, yeah. It's usually high. Uh, that's 32. All right, seven more points. Good damage. So it's minimal, but it's consistent. And if I didn't say it before, pretty sure I didn't, but his wounds continue to close. Yep, Lyra. Lyra is still on the ground, though so she stands up and she's still down pretty far on hit points. So she casts Cure, Cure Moderate Wounds Mass. Nice. That is 23 points of healing to uh, all of us. I think, oh, Rags Mauda hasn't been hit yet. So 23 to us. And she's undead. Ah. All right. Ikmer. All right. He is still just five feet away from this creature. He's going to step up and full attack. My good friend Majumbe would have words about your incorporeal nature, but I'll just hit you. Not great on the rolls. Uh, we already, I think we established that a 26 doesn't hit. Nope. All right, well, in that case, the one natural 20 that I rolled will go up to a 35, but it's a natural 20, so it's okay. Mm -hmm. So roll to confirm that bad boy. I will. Does a 32 hit? Meets beats. Your sonic and your holy don't double. Oh, I haven't been adding my sonic to my splash. I think that makes sense, right? Not to do that. I really don't know. <laughs> it's like... Because the the weapon, the bomb, doesn't actually hit her, right? Yeah. Right. So I feel like it 
I feel like it would apply to the regular bomb damage, but not the splash. I'm fine. I'm totally fine with that ruling. I think that makes sense. What? Like, oh, I'm shortchanging myself like three damage. If, if that's the correct ruling, that's fine. So that is 60 damage, and then I still Ooh. have the bite. That and a 22 doesn't hit, unfortunately. Oof, that 60 damage is a chunk. Yes. Tulia. I will use another point from my Archive Reservoir, but right. this time to change the caster level to add two. And since, because I know she's going to make my reflex or the save that I need her to make, I'm, I'm not going to worry about that. But I do need a reflex save because I'm going to cast Lightning Arc. It's a 28 or 29. Yep, that succeeds. Man, I'm glad I started a started off on a creature that didn't really need to roll high with these new dice. <laughs> oh, have you not been? <laughs> I haven't rolled above a ten all night. No way. Yeah, it's almost hard to do. All right, I rolled fifty-one, so you'll take twenty-five. Ah, uh, shit. Twenty-five is fine. Uh, we haven't been rolling our concealment. That's okay. I'm supposed to remember that. Oops. It wouldn't matter for that one. It just matters for all of Ekmer's attacks. Yeah. Um, oops, oops, oops. I can roll. No, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. Hand off the chest piece. And then just like uh, I have I have a the constant death watch. Could you just uh and, and remember this is really, really shitty. Could you just let me know if it's uh dead fragile, which means alive and wounded with three or fewer hit points left, fighting off death, alive with four or more hit points, healthy oh, never mind, it says undead, so that would just yep. Never mind, guys. I forgot. I forgot. Undead was an option. <laughs> Undead is what you get back. Easy. <laughs> she, she's been staring at it the whole time, and it just flashes. Undead. 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 <laughs> yeah, a little like bar above her head, like in a video game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I told you. Remember, it's shitty. <laughs> okay, she is going to first attack at Ikmer. It beats your touch as long as I don't roll a one. Yeah, that's how it works. So you take 49 points of negative damage. It's not negative energy. And another negative level. Nope. Then, as a swift action, I need everyone that has been hit by her incorporeal touch to make me a will save. As you just feel the handprint like... And it, and it almost feels like she's right up in front of you, like, touching you again. I am going to use greater power, greater expense, and I will be able to roll twice and take a, the better. What's the expense? Oh, the expense is the fact that I generally have a curse and non-lethal damage can kill me. Um, mm. So. I'll make sure the next incorporeal touch is non-lethal. <laughs> Got her. Yeah. So will saves for the ick and for Tulia. That's going to be a 19. Okay. 26. Unless it's mind affecting or enchantment. Is a fear effect. Uh, Ickmer, you are cowering in fear for three rounds. Tulia, you're unaffected. Uh, geez, and now that she's got Ick cowering and he can't attack her, hmm. she's going to... Hmm. She's going to get up in Tulia's grill. Tulia seems to be doing plenty of damage to her. Next up is Durin. All right, Durin uh, is going to take a five-foot step back into his original space that he started the combat in, 
as a move action, pick up his orc hornbow that he would have dropped, then as a standard action, load an explosive bomb on there, draw the string, pull it back, and fire at this banshee. Jeez Louise, I'm rolling awful on these uh, to hits. That's just going to be a 29, which I don't think hits. Nope. Well, that's my full turn. Okay. Lyra. Lyra sees Ikmer cowering in fear, so she walks up to him and she grabs his arm as he's cowering in fear and she whispers to him, you do not have to fear them. We're, We're fighting as a team. We got this. And she casts Unbreakable Heart on Ikmer. So this gives you a plus four morale bonus on saving throws against mind-affecting effects that rely on negative emotions or that would force you to harm an ally. And uh, while you're under the effects of this spell, um, any effect is suppressed during the duration of the spell. So if that's a fear effect, it is now suppressed for 13 rounds. Yep. All right. And you do get a bonus uh, to additional fear effects. Hot dang. He is back in action. Good. Uh, And she continues singing. All right, Ikmer. It is your turn. Try to take me out of the fight, eh? And he's going to walk up and attack. All right. Make sure you roll concealment on this one. Yes, I will. For some reason, I don't have blind fight is really too bad <laughs> first i'll roll to see if i even hit to begin with sounds good 27 doesn't hit okay. what a darn rats tulia okay i'm going to spend a point from my arcane reservoir mm-hmm. which shouldn't be a shock here to dimensional slide um all the way over to the uh I don't know what the front of the boat would be called, but the front of the boat. The bow. Thanks. I think. And then I will cast Magic Missile. Okay. Here we go. 20 points of force damage. I wanted to get away. Don't like that focus speed on me. That's everything, by the way. All right. Well, the Banshee has Igmar next to it. I mean, we're going to attack at him. Oof. Natural 20. Oh, no. Wait a second. Wait a second. Divine interference, as long as she's within 30 feet. She's 25 feet away. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to dump a first level spell. Okay. All right. That's 36 to hit touch. Yep. You might have just saved my life. I mean, you probably did, but you might not have. Uh-oh, uh-oh. All right. Roll me a fortitude save. Fortitude it is. Okay, okay. With a 19 on the die, bringing it to a uh, 33. All right. 33 is a save, so you only take 21 points of damage, and you do take another negative level. So with that, 21 points of damage and the negative level, Nickmer Fall. So she did that. What is her fly speed? I believe it's 15. Oh, 120 feet. Perfect. 
Let's get back up in Talia's face. No! I'm trying to go away. <laughs> it's the opposite. I think I'm going to go like around, like I would just fly arc around to be on the other side to put you in between uh, me and your allies' attacks. That is the Banshee's turn. Durin. All right, Durin is going to spin around. He is going to take a movement action to like kind of drop down on one knee and line up his shot with bullseye shot. I'm like throwing everything I can at actually hitting this creature. And then he is going to again spend in action to attach an explosive bomb to this arrow, pull it back and let it loose. See if he can hit, hit this creature. Okay. Come on. Finally. We heard earlier that the AC is 32. I got a 34. Okay. Roll me concealment. Not a chance. I got a seeking or corn bow. Oh, there you go. All right. That's why I picked up the bow. <laughs> All right. So. First things first, he's going to do his regular bow damage. And this is just a plus one bow. It's not good. So there's going to be DR5 coming off the top of that. Oh, not bad, though. 15 points of damage goes down to 10. And then the explosive bomb detonates, doing 31 points of fire damage. Additionally, this creature will take a D6 of persistent fire damage on its turn. Okay. God, I'm so glad I studied that shot. Or else I definitely would have missed. Lyra. All right. Lyra just watched Ikmer fall to the ground. So she moves up next to him again. And this time she leans down and a wave of positive energy washes over him as she casts heal, curing or giving him 130 hit points. That's big. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Ikmer. He is prone. Prone dropped his weapon, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he is going to get up, pick up his sword and shield, and I can't I can't remember. Can you pick up at the same time that you're getting up? No, they're separate move actions. Okay. You could draw while you got up, but you can't pick mm-hmm. it up off the ground. Got it, that's where I was confused. Um, so then in that case, that is his full turn to uh, regather his things and stand up. Okay. Can I hop in and do my D6 of Sonic? You're actually <laughs> too far away. She is too far. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's 30. Mm-hmm. I got it. Okay. Uh, I, I, I was so excited. I remembered <laughs> that too late. <laughs> yeah, it was unfortunate because you were within 30 of Lyra, but mm-hmm. the creature yep. was yeah. outside of range. Um, Tulia. It's in your yes, face. It is. And that's looks, not at all. Looks where very wounded. Oh, but I would not know. I'd still get undead. undead. <laughs> <laughs> it looks very undead to you. <laughs> it's an undead creature, therefore it does not have life force. <laughs> it has undead force. Does her dress That's a different spell. Undeath watch. <laughs> Every turn she lets us know it's still undead. <laughs> Guys, it hasn't come back to life yet. <laughs> Mama, it is still quiet undead. It ain't looking like it's fixing to come back alive. I want to continue to stay away from it. So I'm going to use another point. And I'm going to go <laughs> all the way over 
to the opposite side of the boat. It's got that much move speed. It's gonna follow you. I don't care. A hundred feet away. If you if you go close enough to Reg Smelda, <laughs> will you uh, <laughs> will will Reg Smelda start to take some some of its attention? <laughs> Just trying to drive the ship. I'm not trying to aggro through this poltergeist storm. <laughs> now we're, we're now we're bringing right. the Uber driver into this conversation, <laughs> and it's a whole big thing. <laughs> She's gonna drop you off here. <laughs> we are not gonna get five stars. <laughs> Can you make no. a reflex save? From here? Uh-huh. What are you doing? Half court shot in me? Uh, 120 foot line of lightning bolts. Alright. You little fuck. I would, say, <laughs> I would absolutely say there's that's not doable, but like you're still under the mass. Uh-huh. And like you're at the same level as uh-huh. her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so great. I mean, it it beats. It beats. I knew it would. And so that's the thing is I was just, I knew that would happen. So let me roll damage. (laughs) My die roller. All right. So that is a 37, not divided by two yet. So so 18. What's it look like? (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Uh, Tulia pops on over Rex Mata. I'm going to hang out here for a minute. Just uh, one second. And then she... Rex is literally straining at the, <laughs> at the helm to keep this thing straight right. in a literal, like, CR-10 storm. Meanwhile, Julia popping up to hide behind the driver and then just absolutely throws out a lightning bolt that just manages to go straight on and then, uh, you know, just zaps her. I guess you'd, uh, if she has a... Uh, well, she has a skeleton now, I guess, because she's corporeal, uh, but she would... Isn't corporeal doesn't give you a skeleton? Nah, she's gonna do that cartoon thing where you see her skeleton. I know what you're talking. I, I know what you're talking, talking about, about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think her outline just glows like a neon sign. Okay, yeah, that's also fine. Right. I mean, in my head, there's a skeleton. There's no skeleton. There's a skeleton. She a skeleton. I'm picturing a skeleton here. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm thinking about a skeleton. <laughs> fine. Everyone make a reflex save. <laughs> um, Success. Yeah, you're like casting the spell, and Rags Mouth has like turned to you. What the shit? Don't don't bring it over here. <laughs> it's a dimensional slide, baby. Oh, it's a lot of movement. I love that. All right, let's see if uh, Ragsmata can keep you guys. Um... Can I help her? I guess now that I'm here. Uh, do you have a profession sailor check? No, I don't. Then no. All right. Well, I roll above ten minutes, Ragsmata. Uh, yeah, with an 18 on the die, she's able to um, to get the Nigul out from the storm. So you're like below these green clouds now, and you can see now clearly uh, the compound of Renchurch below you. Make I, I like perception checks at this point. Ooh, we all remember how good Ikmar is at those. I would like to say a thank you. To Emily slash Lyra for that ghost bane uh, dirge. That would have gone on for yeah. twice as long. Right. That was beautiful. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. I'm in the recap. In the, in the recap, you're gonna have like the sports center, like play of the day, Lyra <laughs> with the ghost bane dirge. Yes. Thirty two perception. With a uh, sixteen on the die, Ikmer's got a fifteen. <laughs> Twenty one for uh, Lyra. <laughs> 22 for Darren. So 
Ikmer, Lyra, and Durin can see as they kind of like are looking over the uh, the port side as Ragsmata is bringing the ship kind of around the the grounds almost. You're still, you know, 150 feet in the air maybe. Um, and you can make out the shapes of several, um, like several shambling shapes that almost appear to like follow where the ship goes as you go around, but they're they're much slower than the ship. So they're not keeping up, but they look like they're like tracking your location. Tulia, you notice several figures at the front gate are not following the ship around. And you can see from this height, the, uh, the towering figure of Matumbe standing in the threshold of Renchurch Cathedral. Um, what do you do? Um, Tulia will turn everyone and, uh, Hey y'all, I think those are, I think that's all, all, all our friends are, well, it's Matumbe at least, and uh, probably Freya was with him, and uh, I think Airbear, and which is your best friend, Ikmer, so I, I'm sure we probably want to go go down there and uh, see Matumbe, Freya, and uh, Airbear. I, I I don't know if that other friend of theirs is, is with them, but, but uh, should we go down there? Uh, I mean, I'm... For it, yeah, absolutely. It looks like they might be in a little trouble. You know what they say? Any port in the storm. Yes, we must go to them. What do you say, Rogsmata? Uh, you gonna help us out here? <laughs> yes, I'll pull us past the front entrance and park us outside. It's quite easy to do. <laughs> 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 I rolled a natural 18, so I'm quite good at this. I feel like this is just like Pull it around, please. <laughs> this is once more around the compound, Rex Mountain. <laughs> and this is like parking an RV, like parallel parking an RV is kind of what I imagine it like. <laughs> so this takes a bit of skill, in my mind. I mean, yeah, yeah, it does take a bit of skill to park a hundred fifty <laughs> foot long ship that flies through the air. It does. It does take a bit of skill there. Um, Matumbe looks to the clouds. They're sure taking their time with this, huh? <laughs> it's a, We're going to have the, the SpongeBob scene with the flag dungeon where you guys like, try and park up in the mountains. You got it. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Just scraping the shit out of the sides. Um, Greg's Malta does succeed at parking the ship just outside of Ren Church. Um, what are your other characters doing as they see the ship kind of swing around? Um, I mean, do we, can we recognize anything on the ship or is it like, this is another threat? You've never seen the ship before. It's at your vantage point. It's impossible to see like the, the people on board. Eclipse would turn to everyone. We have no idea if that's friend or foe. Is, we should hide and prepare for battle. It is very out of place, no? But we should, like you said, be ready for anything. We have to prepare for the worst. And Uska's gonna give Airbear a stone to form a like a life link with him. All right. Is uh, I don't know if there's anything we can do to kind of overall hide, or if we just wanna. Let's prepare to commandeer this vessel. And Kamikaze, it's straight into Renchurch. Um, 
Okay, so I will say though, like usually ships take a lot of people, you know. I know a little bit about nautical history. <laughs> what I will impart on you all, having spent time on ships myself, is they usually are in the water and not in the air. It's <laughs> so maybe new information <laughs> for some of you. This is quite odd. The insight that comes. <laughs> <laughs> the insight is one that could not be replaced. Well, you guys can see yourselves on the map. In front of you, you can already start to see some undead creatures off in the distance. Behind you is kind of the path through these front gates, and um, and to the south is where is where the ship had landed down uh, this direction. If you guys can see my okay. ping at the bottom of the map, so yeah, ahead of you, you see down a path up on a cliff what appears to be some kind of regal mummy. Uh, it's taking its time to interact with you. It, you think it might be like calling to others. And then yes, the path to the south leads to the ship that just landed. They have us surrounded. Uh, so I guess this is the end. ship or straight ahead. I mean, let's at least come out swinging on one side, right? Indeed. Perhaps if we can commandeer the airborne sea vessel, which I may remind you is quite odd. <laughs> we can mount a daring escape and heal up before going into Ren Church. I like those odds better. That might be our best plan. That certainly changes our tactics and as our ability to fight. I agree. Perfect. I was counting on you to lead the charge. <laughs> All right. All right. You find your way there, and lo and behold, just as you approach the ship, people are disembarking, people that some of you recognize. Wow. And as these two groups approach each other, they have a moment before the impending group of undead creatures descends on them. But first, I think I need you guys to finish your drinks. So we'll see you next week. Ooh, uh, yeah. Big fight coming up. Let's go. I knew it. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo, Inc. and used with permission.